Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Anyone who is anticipating the brand new Mortal Kombat reboot had to wait a little bit longer. It got pushed back a week, but I guess it was all for the best. I don't really know Warner Brothers' reasoning behind that, but it's okay. It just means my Mortal Kombat reboot episode is not going to hit till next week. I usually like to get my episode out pretty close to release. This one is just a week off. So it led me to think, what do I do for this? I was kind of doing a Mortal Kombat theme here. I could have done the Mortal Kombat Legacy web series. They had two of those. Surprisingly enough, they weren't half bad for a web series. I think it might have totaled each one maybe an hour at the most. It was actually released on DVD and Blu-ray. I do not know if it's still up on YouTube or not. I have not seen that in quite a long time. I think it's 10 years now since that came out. I also thought about the Mortal Kombat animated film that came out, Scorpion's Revenge. I thought that that might be a better thing to do it on considering for one it's recent. For another, this is only the second Mortal Kombat animated feature. There was a little scene animated film from 1995 called Mortal Kombat The Journey Begins. I remember actually owning that VHS tape. It's kind of awkward because every time they go into a fight scene, it was done using some very cheap CGI. It looked awful. Everything was too smooth. It looked like they forgot to texture it. That really was some of the best you could do at the time with what I'm assuming was a limited budget for that particular film. So after thinking about which one I should do it on, I decided to land on Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge. The first thing you should know about this movie is it's surprising. It's surprisingly not half bad. It's not great, but it's not bad either. For me, it kind of sits in the middle of good and very good. I actually really liked that this one told the story of Scorpion. It told his story of before he was Scorpion, when he was known as Hanzo Hasashi, a grandmaster for the Shirai Ryu clan. It's actually kind of fun to see the rivalry between them because we get to see the rivalry with the Lin Kuei. It's a rival clan that of course Sub-Zero is head of. This is stuff that's only been hinted at in the games. It's nice to actually have a full fleshed out story here. I like that I guess probably a third of the movie is devoted to Anzo Hasashi and his journey to actually become Scorpion. We get to see his tragic story of witnessing his son die in front of his eyes, as well as his death at the hands of Sub-Zero. Of course, there's a twist and turn throughout the way, and that kind of brings it into Mortal Kombat 4 territory as far as story. It's a little bit of a weird mismatch between Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3, and 4. I do like that it takes a little bit from all of those games, changes the story a little bit, but at the end of the day, we're still stuck with a story that kind of retells everything we already knew about Mortal Kombat. If you watch the first Mortal Kombat film, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. We get to see Liu Kang, Sonya, Johnny Cage, we get to see them all board the boat and get to see them land on the island. Of course, they're forced to fight there for their lives in the Mortal Kombat tournament, which is the ninth Mortal Kombat tournament. Outworld has won those last nine tournaments if they win the next one. 
then it looks like Earth and the Outworld realm are going to merge. So if this all sounds familiar, it's because we've seen this before. With as much as everything is different, it largely hits the same beats. I don't know what I was truly expecting. I guess I should have expected that they were going to recreate a lot of the same stuff that we've seen before. I think I was expecting more of a focus on the Scorpion character. Yes, he is in the movie. Yes, he does start the movie off. We do get a completion more or less to his story here in the film. It's just, I wish the whole movie would have been about his struggle and revenge. Instead, they took that story and they wrapped it around the story of the original Mortal Kombat film or Mortal Kombat game, whichever you would like to use as canon. If I was the one making this movie, I probably would have focused completely on the character of Scorpion. I think you could have easily expanded out the beginning of the film. You could have even expanded his nether realm experience. Scorpion gets his very own spawn moment. He more or less makes a deal with the devil. The devil character here would be Quan Chi who made his big appearance in Mortal Kombat 4. Quan Chi is filling in in the nether realm for his father, Shinnok. Once Scorpion returns to the Earth Realm as Scorpion, you could have easily focused on him. Instead, there's large moments where we don't even see the character of Scorpion, but we're treated to that stuff we've more or less seen before, slightly reinterpreted. In a lot of ways, to me, it just feels like a wasted opportunity overall. We could have actually gotten something completely different. I don't know if audiences would have actually taken to it, though. They may have expected more of the Mortal Kombat tournament stuff and not receiving that, then they may have been disappointed. But by not having something different, it kind of disappointed me in a different way. One thing the movie does right, they actually got the people who voiced the characters in the games, they got them to voice them here. I really like that the original voice actors here were back for this movie. It didn't make a whole heck of a lot of difference, but it's great as far as maybe adding to that authenticity that this is an actual Mortal Kombat product. We do get a nice little nod to the Mortal Kombat film, the Paul W.S. Anderson film. We actually get voice actor Kevin Michael Richardson. We get him back here to voice Goro once again. He did voice Goro in the 1995 Mortal Kombat film. Another nice thing about the movie that makes the Mortal Kombat name proud is the blood and gore. This movie is extremely bloody, it's extremely gory, it totally fits the series. I was surprised that they did the x-rays which started in I believe Mortal Kombat 9, the game that was simply titled Mortal Kombat. You know, the one where Raiden went back in time because he's a time traveler now. I don't know, the story was actually pretty good but it was a little weird. Either way, the inclusion of the x-rays I think was a little overdone. They decided to use them quite a bit in the movie, so we get to see those broken bones, broken faces, you name it. They zoom in inside the person and you get to see the damage done. These may have even been taken from the game, I don't quite know. I haven't played the Mortal Kombat games in quite a while. I would like to get back into them, I just don't really have time as far as doing that. It was simply nice to see that this movie honored the Mortal Kombat legacy, so to speak, by including all of the blood and gore. It does look nice. I think the animation here is stunning in parts, looks bad in others. I think majority of the animation is actually done by the company Studio Mirror, which is a South Korean animation studio. 
They've been involved in quite a bit of different projects. A lot of it is made for TV stuff, such as the Boondocks animated show, as well as The Legend of Korra. This is also a co-production. It's also a part of Warner Brothers Animated Studios. It's tough to describe because in some ways this movie is truly stunning to look at. Sometimes you get the weird animated stuff, like with the backgrounds, where it just doesn't look good. It kind of looks a little bit on the cheap side. But then you have other things that look truly stunning. I really like some of the fight scenes too, like when Anzo Hasashi goes through his little rage moments. We get backgrounds that are kind of like speckled, almost representing his rage. It looks great. It's great from a stylistic standpoint. I wish we may have gotten a little bit more of that in the movie because it's few and far between here. The other thing this movie has going for it is that it's one of the best Mortal Kombat adaptations. I know I was ragging a little bit on it that it stuck a little bit too close to Mortal Kombat with the general story, but overall it's actually a pretty good movie. It's definitely better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. It's a lot more watchable in my opinion. I don't know if it really is better than the Paul W.S. Anderson 1995 adaptation. Overall though, it is pretty good. You're gonna know if you want to see this movie or not. It's Mortal Kombat, you know it's based off of a video game. If you're a fan of that video game or not is going to really depend if you would want to see this movie. I myself am still a fan. Like I said, I haven't played the games in years, but I still like the series. It's still relevant enough to me because it was a big part of something that I loved when I was growing up. I know a lot of people may be put off by the fact that it is animated. I don't really think that that's a detractor. I myself do still love animation and I'm 36. The surprising thing is that I thought Warner Brothers has kind of dropped off the map as far as their animation. A lot of their animated films, especially the ones that are coming out now, they seem like the animation is not as smooth as what it should be. It almost seems choppy in a way. This one here had very smooth animation, so it even has the title of being one of the best looking animated films that the WB animation has come out with. But I do think that we have Studio Mirror to thank for that, mostly. Either way, it's not bad. If you have an interest in Mortal Kombat, you like animation, I say check it out. I was pleasantly surprised by this one, as I wasn't expecting much. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. I also have some good news. My domain is back. If you need to catch up on some past episodes, you can find me at adamanalyzes.com. If you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It will allow me to reach new listeners as well as continue to create new content. Plus, you know, I simply love those digital hugs. They feel so good. Anyway, with that being said, be kind and good night.